Let us be attentive. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, I, a prisoner for the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all lowliness and meekness, with patience, forbearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Peace be with you, the reader. Thank you. arise let us hear the holy gospel peace be with you all the readings from the holy gospel according to saint luke let us be attentive At that time, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made straight, and she praised God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said this, all of his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced and all the glorious things that were done. 
proclaim the gospel. Good morning. One of the most, one of the most memorable moments in Olympic history was the women's gymnastics team competition at the 1996 Summer Olympic Games in Atlanta, Georgia. It is rated among the greatest moments in American sports history. Do you remember what happened at the women's gymnastics competition at the 1996 Olympic Games in Atlanta? The women's gymnastics team was contending for the gold medal of the all-around team competition. It was the final round of the vault event. The American team needed a great vault in order to clinch the Olympic gold medal. Unfortunately, it was the injured Carrie Strug's turn to vault, and she was the team's last hope to clinch the gold medal. She had seriously hurt her ankle on her last vault. In fact, she even heard a ripping sound as she had severely injured her ankle, sprained it on her last vault. She was limping as she approached the runway for the next vault. It seemed doubtful that she could win it for the Americans, but all eyes were on her. How could she possibly make a successful vault with such an injury? But she did. She was injured and hurting badly, but yet took courage, ran down the runway, and made a magnificent vault that scored a 9.7 out of 10. She landed on one foot, bowed to the judges, and then collapsed, bending over her ankle in pain. Despite her injury, she clinched a gold medal for the United States women's gymnastics team. And this is often ranked among the top 10 great moments in American sports history. We find an even more amazing event in biblical history in today's gospel lesson, the story of the bent over woman. She was bent over for 18 years and could not fully straighten herself. She was suffering. Instead of the sky or the trees, or the people around her, she stared at the ground day after day, year after year, for 18 years. She was crippled, but she still went to the synagogue to pray on the Sabbath day. She went to pray seeking God's mercy. 
She prayed. And when Christ healed her, do you remember what happened next? The ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites, do do not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? Perhaps even more sad than this woman's suffering for 18 long years was the reaction of the ruler of the synagogue. The ruler of the synagogue didn't want to truly accept the miracle. He didn't want to accept that Christ worked through the woman's suffering and weakness. He didn't want the bent-over woman's piety to shine all the more through her weakness. In short, the ruler of the synagogue rejected God's healing work. Rather, he preferred to wallow in the misery. He preferred to focus on the negative. We, too, often reject God's healing work. Sometimes we don't even realize how God has taken our brokenness, our bent-over lives, and made them straight. Instead of rejoicing over something that makes us straight, both physically and spiritually, we instead, like the leader of the synagogue, prefer to wallow in misery, focusing on the negatives rather than accepting and rejoicing in God's work. Rather than striving for a higher goal, like the gymnast Carrie Strug, we instead often wallow in our misery, continually looking at what is wrong in our lives. Our own Father Anthony Corneras reminded us when he wrote, the story of the healing of this woman is read every year just before Christmas to remind us that God in Christ entered the world in Christmas because we were so totally bent over by sin and death, unquote. That is, God came to save those who are bent over in sin, sorrow, and death. He was born to save those who were bent over, like the woman in today's gospel reading. The bent over woman must have seemed insignificant, a lady who probably was not able to do much. But this seemingly insignificant woman was not at all insignificant in God's eyes. She was his creation, bent over as she was. Christ came to make the bent over upright. Sometimes God makes the physically bent over straight, but even more significant, the God of all always strives to make the spiritually bent over become upright. God desires everyone's spiritual crookedness to become straight. God desires all of us to receive his love and his forgiveness. God desires to help all of us to correct our lives. God desires, always desires 
the salvation of us all. So when Christ healed the bent-over woman, the crowd rejected the bad example of the leader of the synagogue. In fact, the gospel says that, quote, all the people rejoiced at the, all the glorious things done by him. The people saw that God had straightened the bent-over woman. They did not wallow in sorrows, but rather rejoiced. They looked at what was right and how God was working in, their li- in her life. They rejoiced rather than focusing on the negatives. In the gospel lesson today, all the people rejoiced in the healing miracle of the bent-over woman. But what about when someone is not healed? Follow me. What about when someone is not healed? What if someone deserving of being healed is not healed? What about the example of St. Paul the Apostle? St. Paul suffered but was, and was not, was not relieved of his suffering. St. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, quote, Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. In other words, St. Paul prayed three times that God remove his thorn, his thorn in the flesh, whatever that might have been, and God answered, no. St. Paul, as he wrote, was not relieved of his problem. However, his statement is so remarkable and also a foundational verse in our Orthodox understanding of suffering. For power is made perfect in weakness. St. Paul's weakness and triumph and triumph in his weakness made him all the more glorious. Although St. Paul was not relieved of his troubles, he bore them with faith and allowed his weakness to make him closer to God and in the end made him stronger and more glorious. Considering this great truth, that God can take bad things and make them good in our lives, Father Anthony wrote, quote, God delights in taking the broken things of our lives and making them over into the better things of his divine purpose. Unquote. God can take what is broken, fix them, and make them better. Father Anthony goes on to explain, so it is not always bad to be broken. Sometimes God has to break us a little 
in order to make space for himself in our hearts. Unquote. Not to make light of suffering, but sometimes God allows things to happen in order that we may become closer to him. God allowed St. Paul's thorn in, the si- in his side, and St. Paul, in the end, became more glorious in his sufferings. We, too, can look to God as St. Paul did. We can look for healing. We might receive healing, even physical healing, like the bent-over woman. We might not receive healing like St. Paul. Either way, if we are open to God and his work, we can be transformed in our weakness into a more perfect image of God if we are open to God's help, mercy, and healing, both physical and, more importantly, spiritual. When we recall the story of the 1996 Olympic Games, we remember that sometimes through pain and perseverance, a victory is much, much more glorious, as was the case for Carrie Strug. So it is with our spiritual lives. The person who endures pain and disappointment, yet still glows in God's glory, is far more glorious than the athlete That person imitates St. Paul and in turn really imitates Christ, who, through suffering, was glorious. May we all realize that God can take our suffering, our bent-over lives, and comfort us and transform us into something more glorious. Amen.